I've had a really good week this week, and uh, one, one, one of the reasons I've had a good week is because I met up with an old friend uh, this week, a friend that I haven't seen for ages. He came round, we had a drink together, we, we, we had a fire together, and we chatted, uh, and, and, and I was reminded just how much, you know, I, I love being, being with people, being with my friends, people that, that challenge me and encourage me, you know, and it really did... Uh, make my week, and this friend of mine, he's, he's, he's one of those guys, does, does anyone have a friend who, kind of when you see them, they, you, you have a lot of fun, but they, they, they can get quite serious as well, and be like, come on, what's, what's really going on with you, and he said to me, he's like, come on Phil, 2017 will be successful if, dot, 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 and I was like, okay, and it, but you know, it really made me think, and actually we had an amazing conversation, and we were able to talk about our hopes for this year, you know, what is it that we're believing God for? Uh, and it really helped me have a great week, the fact that I had this opportunity just to hang out with my mate. And, uh, you know, it reminded me something I've, I've said a lot before, uh, is I'm kind of rubbish on my own. You know, I, I, I'm good when I've got people around me, but actually if I'm on my own, well, you know, it's just not that great. And so I love the fact that we get to do this stuff together. You know, I love the fact that that I'm here with you, you know, and that you are all here today, and that together we are church, and that we're in this thing together. You know, what a privilege that we get to journey through life and to do life together. I I absolutely love that, Uh, and I love that I'm here uh, with all of you at SPS. You know, Katie said this is her family. You know, this is my family. You know, I love the fact that we are here together. Uh, And this is an amazing church. You know, we are an amazing church. We are a bold church with a bold vision. You know, a bold vision to make disciples, to transform communities, and to plant churches. And the amazing thing about us is that is what we do. That is what we are. You know, and in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to celebrate some of that when we, when we have church planting Sunday and we celebrate some of the amazing things that God has been doing amongst us over the years. You know, and some of us will have been here for a long time. Some of us will have not been here for quite that long. But you know what? We are part of an amazing family here at SPS. We get to be together, to do this stuff together. We have a bold vision. Uh, And again, it's something I've said before, but I really believe that God has given us a clear mandate as a church, not to just do this stuff on our own, but as a church to to be a people that call together the body of Christ, that call together churches across East London to do this stuff together. You know, and that's why I'm so excited about Alpha this term when we start in two weeks' time because we're not doing it on our own. You know, we're doing it with other churches in East London. What an amazing thing that we get to partner together to do this stuff. I'm really, really excited about it. And, and, and we have a rich history here of doing stuff together and of giving ourselves away to others. You know, you guys are so generous. You know, that's part of who we are. But that comes at a cost. Generosity wouldn't be generosity unless it cost us something. You know, and giving and change is exciting, but it is also costly and unsettling and sometimes painful. And I believe uh, that God is calling us 
as a family now into, into a new season, as we step into this new year together, a season uh, where I believe that God has said that love one another, look after yourselves, know my soothing love. You know, and the word that we've got for, uh, for this season is balm, balm. You know, someone reminded me uh, just yesterday, you know, uh, last uh, year we looked at this word bold, uh, and as we start this year, we look at this word balm, and there's this kind of weird sort of interplay, isn't there, between these two, these two words, that in one sense we're called to step forward courageously, to step forward boldly, you know, to take ground, to give away, but at the same time we're also able to be comforted and loved. You know, what an amazing, what an amazing set of words that interplay with one another that we have to think about as a family. And I really believe that the word for now is, is balm. And I, and I guess that there's, I was thinking about this, and I kind of feel like there's two kinds of people in this world. There are people that like spas, and then there are people that don't like spas. Okay? And then, and then I thought about it a bit more, and I thought, no, 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 that's not right. Everyone loves a spa, surely. You know, everyone loves a little bit of pampering, you know, kind of all sorts of balms, all sorts of soothing kind of ointments and fragrance. You know, Katie's turning her nose up here. You know, maybe I was right. You know, I, I love, I have to, I love a spa. And I think it's something that kind of set on, you know, when I, when I was in my 30s. I don't think I, I particularly enjoyed it beforehand. You know, maybe it's something, you know, I'm getting older. I enjoy, and I, but you know what, I enjoy that sense of being soothed. Uh, Charlotte and I were really fortunate. We got to, uh, to go away the week before Christmas and spend a night away with some friends of ours and went to this amazing spa place and it was just what a treat it was for us to be able to go and rest and relax uh, and to be soothed and there were all sorts of amazing kind of ointments and fragrances and smells and and things that soothed us and it was incredible Um, but of course this is not a new idea you know, spas and balm. It's not, it's not a new idea. And if, in fact, it's something that we see across the ancient world. I know you think back to, your, uh, to kind of your history class in school and think about all the stuff that the Egyptians uh, used to do and all their, 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 their salves and balms that they used to use. And, uh, you know, we think about the Roman baths, kind of this classic uh, historical place of soothing. Uh, has anyone been to the Roman baths in Bath? You've got a few, yeah, yeah, amazing places, you know, amazing places to be soothed. And, uh, and we see this in the Bible also. Yeah, really early on in the book of Genesis, we begin to read about spices and, and balms that were held in really high regard as, as, as ointments of soothing and with medicinal pro, uh, kind of properties and, and merchants would trade these things across the ancient world and there was a place uh, called Gilead which was especially renowned for its balm uh, you know scripture talks about the balm of Gilead you know this soothing salve with a fragrant smell and it became this picture the balm of Gilead became this picture of healing and of soothing. 
And actually the prophet Jeremiah uses it uh, as he's kind of lamenting about the fact that uh, the, the, the people of God uh, were being uh, removed from God's presence. Uh, and, and he says, is there no balm in Gilead? And, and he almost uses it when he's talking about uh, the Egyptians who are, gonna, who, who are being wounded. And he says, well, you go up to Gilead and get your balm. You know, is there no balm in Gilead? There's this amazing picture that actually that was where soothing came from and healing was found. And I often thought about this thing when I was a little bit younger, this whole kind of balm of Gilead. It's it kind of a picture that I, it's, I just, it kind of stuck really deep in my head. I don't know why. Um, and I always thought if God ever blessed me with a son, I would call him Gilead. Um, he's not, so I haven't got a son called Gilead. But I always thought, thought that would be a great name for a son, and it's an amazing picture of healing. However, I, I have to also admit that it's not just the balm of Gilead. Well, I thought Gilead would be a cool name because it was also kind of in uh, recognition. Does anyone, did, any, did anyone watch the, the kind of 80s series of Anne of Green Gables? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Megan follows. It's amazing. Yeah, this is basically, this was my soothing thing of my youth. I don't know why. You know, these days people are binge watching kind of Netflix or whatever. But for me, when I was sick at school, I'd come home and I just loved Anne of Green Gables. You know, this, this amazing story of this girl who was adopted into this family and found love and care uh, and, and fell in love with this guy called Gilbert. You know, Gil, Gilead, you know, and so that was the link. And I, you know, and, and I thought, well, that would be really cool. But, you know, uh, you know it's all this, this thing about coming into a family and finding adoption. And this was kind of my happy place. You know, when I was sick at school, I'd come back and watch Anne of Green Gables. You know, and actually, for us, we need to know that we can find love and soothing as we are adopted into God's family. And we get these amazing pictures that Scripture paints time and time again of, of God's soothing and his love and his care. The care that we find from the balm that we receive from him. The care that we find from our adoption into his family. You know, what an amazing thing that we get to do all of this stuff together, to love one another together, to learn together, to journey together. You know, and I believe that God is inviting us together into a season of soothing here at this church, of receiving and giving the soothing and comforting, healing balm of the Holy Spirit and of adoption into his family, of fellowship together. You know, God calls us to share our lives with each other, to share comfort with each other. And so the next few weeks, we're going to be doing this short series called Balm. Uh, and there's a key verse that we're going to be coming back to in Galatians, uh, which we looked at last week, which just says this. It says, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbour as yourselves. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way you will fulfil the law of Christ. You know, one of the primary ways that we receive comfort is through one another. This family that God has placed us in. Uh, one, of the, one of the first things that God says when he makes uh, men and women at the beginning... Uh, one of the first things that God says is, it's not good for man to be alone. 
It's one of the first statements that God makes about his creation. It's not good for man to be alone. And so that's a little bit what we're looking at uh, for now. But very, very, very quickly, I thought this morning, um, you know, this whole togetherness thing, it's more than a nice, it's more than a nice idea. And, I th- and it's important that we understand that it's more than a nice idea. It's not just a nice sentiment that we get to be together and be a family and it's all nice. And so I thought it'd be good if we did a little bit of theology this morning. Is that okay? Just really quickly. Is that, is that okay? Great. Okay, because theology is basically, it's kind of the study of God, isn't it? You know, theo, meaning God, ology, science, study, you know. So we, it's when we study God and we think about who God is, um, what we understand about God, how that impacts our, our life. So we're going to try and understand a little bit about God together this morning. And in order to do that, we need to go right back to the start You know, God said it's not good for man to be alone. And what we need to understand uh, is that God never conceived of man as an isolated individual. And it's really important that we understand that. You know, male and female, he created them. Right from the start, the design was togetherness. Man and women, a family, a community, commissioned together to care for the earth, together to steward the earth as a team. And at the end of the creation account in Genesis, we see, we see this wonderful picture of intimacy and of unity, of togetherness and oneness. Uh, in Genesis 2, it finishes by saying... They were naked and they felt no shame. They were naked and they felt no shame. Openness, vulnerability, sharing all. You know, nothing hidden, literally. Nothing hidden. Total interdependence, love. You know, this was the design of God from the beginning, and, and of course, there's something, there's something deeply tragic also about the book of Genesis and what we read there in that story. Because after this incredible account of creation through which God brings order and beauty and life, you know, after God looked at it and was pleased and said, This is good, in chapter three, only chapter three, something goes wrong. We go wrong. And rather than looking to God and to his glory and embracing one another and the wonder of God's creation, our focus gets caught up somewhere else. And we begin to gaze upon ourselves. And this was the fall of man. You know, this was the thing that wrecked Humanity. It's the moment that we said, I know what is best. I am going to be central to my story. And the result was then division. The result was separation. Separation from God, separation from one another, separation from creation. Everything changed. Yeah, and suddenly, rather than uh, kind of being defined by love 
uh, being defined by our relationships, suddenly we began to be defined by our separation, defined by our distance to one another. Uh, Our identity began to be rooted in our individuality, our distinction, our distance to other individuals. You know, rather than being one in the world, we became a world of ones. And of course, today, after thousands and thousands of years of human achievement, nothing has changed. You know, we still find ourselves adrift in in an increasingly individualistic culture concerned about my rights, my justice, my time to shine uh, and of course my stuff as individualism gives birth to materialism uh, you know, coupled with the, the elevation of self of who we are we, we become consumed with well, what can I possess Is this who we are? You know, this is the affliction of our world. It's the consequence of sin, of selfishness. I don't know about you, I watched a whole bunch of films over Christmas. You know, the classics. And one of the the, the films I think has kind of slipped into classic uh, at Christmas is about a boy. Did anyone, did anyone else watch About a Boy uh, at Christmas? And uh, I, love, I love About a Boy, and it begins with a, a classic quote, uh, a quote from uh, the poet and the priest, John Donne, uh, who famously said, no man is an island. And, um, and in the story about a boy, we, we see this character played by Hugh Grant, this kind of rich playboy uh, character, and actually he twists this quote in this monologue that the film begins with, and, uh, and Hugh Grant kind of replies to John Donne, and he says, in my opinion, all men are islands. And what's more, he said, now is the time to be one. This he says, is an island age. You know, we've become conditioned to be self-centred individuals. This is an island age. And it breaks God's heart. Because God didn't just design us to be in communion to one another, connected to one another because he thought it was a good idea. God made us like that because that is what he is like. God chose to make us in his image. In his likeness we were created. And who is he? This God? Well, he is love. That's what scripture tells us. You know, not just that God loves, but that God is love. You know, his very being is love. 
our one God who exists as Father, Son, and, and Spirit. You know, God's nature, the very stuff of God, is a relationship. A diversity in, in unity. God is Father, Son, and Spirit, yet, yet, yet He is together. He is indivisible. And this, of course, is the great mystery of the Trinity. You know, our God, who we celebrate as three in one. You know, God is love. And he created us in his image to be like him. So when we live divided, we destroy the image of God in the world. And that's why this stuff is so important. It's why Jesus came. It's why he came as the Prince of Peace, the great reconciler. You know, it's why, it's why Jesus' great prayer that we read about in the book of John uh, was, Father, I pray that they might be one. It's why Jesus came and why he lived and why he died and why he was risen back to life in order to deal with our sin and our selfishness and the, the consequences of our separation. It's why he promised the Holy Spirit uh, would come and empower us to live in a different way. It's why the church was born, this intimate community of love where once Again, the image of God would be displayed in the world. Life as it should be. You know, it's what we were made for. It's what we've been redeemed for. And it's what we will be forever. So this is not just a nice idea. We're called to love. We're called to be love. Because God, in whose image we are created, is love. That's why we are together this morning. And I, just, I wanted to leave us just with, with a verse and a challenge. There, there was a verse that someone brought to us at the end of November... Uh, I don't know if you remember, I think it was the last Sunday in November, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians, uh, I think we're going to pop it up here, uh, and it just said this, it's really struck me and stayed with me over the last uh, six weeks or so. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble, with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. What an amazing verse. Let me read that again. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. You know, what an amazing picture of togetherness, of soothing love, 
based in the togetherness and love of God. You know, can I, can I challenge you to just jot that verse down and look at it this week and think about it this week? You know, in what way are you receiving comfort and giving comfort? Because that's what we're called to do as God's family. And I've got one other very practical challenge for us now, just before I pray for us and we, and we finish. And that is, uh, I'd love to challenge you that before you leave today, uh, to organise to have a coffee with someone who's here sometime this week, if you can. Because actually, it's as we make time for one another and spend time with one another and chat together and share our lives together, to celebrate together, to cry together, to do life together. You know, that is how we can show God's image and reveal God in this world. So before we finish, we're going to organise some coffees. We're going to hang out with each other. Is that okay? Before we leave today, you know, let's organise to meet up with someone. You know, maybe someone that we've never met up with before, because that is who we are. That's what we do. We spend time together loving one another. You know, and that's one of the ways that we receive comfort and soothing and love. And it's how we reflect who God is in this world. Can we stand together? I'd love to pray for us. You might just want to hold your hands out. You don't have to do this. But it's just a sign that we sometimes like to make as we ask God to, uh, to fill us with his spirit, to send us out, to fill us with his love. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who comforts us and that as you comfort us, we are able to comfort others with the comfort that you have given to us. God, thank you that you are love. That you don't just understand and give love, but you are love. And you have chosen to draw us into yourself, into your love. Lord, may we reflect who you are in this world as we love you, as we love ourselves, as we love one another. Lord, may we shine your image wherever we go. So Jesus, would you pour the power of your spirit upon each one of us Cover us now with your, with your soothing balm that we would know you close and that we might carry you wherever we go. Amen. Amen.